0: Today is uh, one of my favorite times of year. I probably say that a lot because it gives us an opportunity to have some uh, focus for the coming year. You know, Disney has its uh, D23 Expo. That's when they talk about all their new movies and TV uh, shows and their uh, uh, theme park expansions. Uh, Apple has its WWDC event, and that's when it talks about the future of the Mac and iphone and tablets for the next year Uh, google has its ios uh, event and it does much of the same thing and and many companies actually do uh kind of a vision for the next year they talk about some of the new things that are coming out matter of fact if you're a big sports person uh, it might be maybe watching the draft and uh, finding out what your team is going to look like uh, the next year and that's actually what we have today today is our vision sunday it's a time of year that we look back on God's blessing, and so we talk about some of the things that we covered in 2023, and it looks forward to this coming year in 2024 and what the Lord is going to do. So first of all, uh, the theme from last year, Be My Witnesses, His Plan, Our Purpose, and then it was taken from uh, Acts 1.8. And so Acts 1.8 says this. It says, But you will receive power from the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria until the end of the earth. And in verse 9, it says this, And when he had said these things, this is when Christ had said these things, as they were looking on, he was lifted up as a cloud took him out of their sight. So our theme for this last year, His Plan, Our Purpose, in Acts one eight. this takes place right Before, right prior to the ascension of Jesus Christ. So, Jesus Christ has now died. He has been risen and he has shown himself as a risen Savior uh, for many days. And then there was a time in which he goes back up into heaven and the clouds uh, take him away. And that is where we find ourselves last year. So, uh, that last command, that last uh, desire from Christ that really his disciples go out and they share the gospel and really starting uh, kind of close, like right at home and then spreading out a little further and then a little further and then spreading out uh, to the whole world. And so this charge was originally given to the disciples, but really the gospel is for all mankind and churches, just like ours, are continuing to spread the gospel. So not only churches here in the United States, but really churches all around the world. And so this is one of the reasons why we we focused last year on this idea of be my witnesses, his plan, our purpose, because the gospel is so important, and it's important to mankind, and it is relevant for today. And so we talked about the importance of, uh, of the gospel uh, last year, uh, we took a Sunday and we talked about, uh, well, actually several Sundays, and we talked about how to lead someone uh, to the gospel. And so we talked about the steps in which you would take uh, to lead someone to the gospel. And that first one, if you remember, is simply like having like an icebreaker conversation and uh, being able to change the, the 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 subject of your conversation to the theme of themes and to be able to share that good news uh, with them, and so we talked about how to share the gospel. Back in April, uh, we looked at the path of the believer and uh, its final destination, and then we also looked at the path of the unbeliever and we looked at its final destination. And that wasn't uh, encouraging uh, as we think about the destination for the unbeliever. But again, that just reminds us the importance of sharing the gospel, the importance of being witnesses uh, for Jesus Christ. And then we also talked about, uh, we took several Sundays as well last year, assurance of our salvation. That is the idea of safe and secure. And why? Well, John says this, this comes from John five thirteen. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. And so it's possible for us to know that we have eternal eternal life and so one of the reasons why we covered that subject is because churches had people that sit in them that are in one of these four categories number one they are saved and they know it and i hope that's where you are you're saved and you know it there's a second category they're saved but they doubt it all right there's times in which uh they they look at their own relationship with the lord and they think i'm not saved but then actually they really are saved there's a third group, those are people who know they're not saved, or they're not saved, and they know they're not saved, all right? And so uh, some people, they, they come to church, and and uh, they'll be here every Sunday, and they know they're not Christians, so they know they're unsaved. And then there's a fourth group, and that is the group that thinks that they're Christians, but they're not really Christians, they, they think that, that they're Christians, and they, they'll tell you many reasons why. Matter of fact, I've asked this very question of why would God allow you into heaven? And their response is to name several works instead of naming the name of Jesus Christ, which is the only way uh, that we can have eternal life. And then also, we started a study in uh, Galatians. And believe it or not, I was looking back at my notes, we started our study in Galatians back in June of last year. And we really took the um, uh, the study in Galatians all the way up to Thanksgiving, and then uh, we, we, we focused on uh, the Christmas season in the month of December. I plan to get back to Galatians uh, this year. And so uh, we're going to be uh, back in Galatians, but we're going to take a little bit of a break from Galatians for a little while. Maybe you're here and you would say, Pastor, those sound like uh, some some good things to cover. I wish that I was here uh, for for those. And I just want to remind everyone, or maybe you would say, hey, those sound like some good things. I remember you talking about how to share the gospel, but I've completely forgotten now. Uh, just a reminder uh, that we do put all of our messages on the three, not all of our messages, that's an exaggeration, most of our messages on the three major podcasts. And so whether you use Spotify, if you use Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, all you have to do is search Wilton Bible Church, okay? And uh, you can find our podcast, you can go back, and you can listen to some of those messages uh, that maybe you missed uh, last year. But, of course, uh, sharing the gospel is not the last step that a church should do, all right? And so that's the first step. And so we go and we share the good news of of Jesus Christ, uh, but that's not the last step. There's actually another step that the church is supposed to be doing, and that is actually our focus for this next year. And so our focus is this, becoming disciples, making disciples, growing in grace and knowledge again that is becoming disciples making disciples growing in grace and knowledge and really that first step is salvation that is that is realizing that i am a sinner and that i need jesus christ to be my personal savior all right i i i need to put my faith and trust in him but that's not the last thing that we do. All right? That's the first thing that we do. Now we continue to grow as Christians. And that is one of the reasons why we have a local church like this so that we can have some discipleship and encouragement, so that we can encourage one another to grow in our spiritual walk. And so that is our theme for this year. It's really a theme of discipleship, growing together in grace and in knowledge. And so we want to look at Matthew 28. We're going to be looking at the Great Commission this morning. So Matthew 28, if you'd open up your Bible to Matthew 28, we're going to start in verse 16. It says this in Matthew 28, 16. It says this, Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me go therefore and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit teaching them to observe all that i have commanded you and behold i am with you always to the end of the age all right let's stop there last we'll the lord's blessing upon our time lord we do thank you for wilson bible church we thank you for each uh, person Um, that calls Wilson Bible Church uh, their home and each person that is visiting this morning. And Lord, as we think about um, our uh, vision for this next year, it's not just about uh, giving the gospel. That is an important part of the local church, but also another important part of the local church is discipleship and building one another up and encouraging and edifying one another. And so, Lord, I pray that you would continue to use us as individuals, as families, as leadership, as pastors and elders and deacons to be able to encourage uh, one another, to be able to stir up uh, one another for spiritual growth. And so, Lord, I look forward to seeing uh, how you're going to use this theme uh, this next year. And so, Lord, we know uh, from our passage this morning that it is your desire that we go out and we make disciples. And so, Lord, help us to be a church that is encouraging the next generation, that we're passing on our our knowledge and our experiences, and we're teaching others how to put their faith and trust in you. In Jesus' name, amen. As we look at the Great Commission, uh, we would be tempted to think that uh, the command from Jesus is uh, found in verses 19 and 20 and goes something like it, this, that we would think the command was, go therefore, baptize them, and teach them. We think that that was the directive that Jesus Christ left for his disciple disciples that you should go, baptize, and teach. But that's actually not the command uh, that we are given in this portion of Scripture. And so, while looking at the Greek, we know what that command is, and that command is actually this: make disciples. The idea is that uh, we should be discipling others, and we should be making disciples. And really, the go therefore, baptize them, and teach them is the way in which we make disciples. That is how we do what God tells us to do, which is make disciples. And so, God's primary plan for the church is for disciples of Jesus to develop other men and women into disciples. All right, now I have worked a number of jobs. Uh, Before I was the pastor here at Wilton Bible Church, and uh, when I was in college, I worked a number of jobs. I started working when I was uh, in high school and uh, really never stopped working. But I can tell you uh, from the different jobs that I've had, all right, there was one job, Uh, that i had and it was really my first warehouse job i was in a distribution center and it was a very busy time and so we were picking orders and shipping orders and so uh, that very first day there were tons and tons of people uh working there were tons and tons of boxes on the line and everyone was very busy and somebody handed me a scanning gun and they said the boxes are underneath the belt there and then they showed me how to use the gun and they said all right go for it and so i went for it and i started fulfilling these orders But they did not really train me and and give me all the information that I needed to know. And so I was in this section of of the distribution center where I was actually sending out um, uh, teachers' books as well as uh, answer keys. Now, the answer keys were shrink wrapped instead of fives. And so uh, I would open up the box and I would look in there, and there was a bunch that were shrink wrapped together. How big is an answer key? I don't know. I thought maybe they were all of them. I put the whole thing in the box, and I filled that order, and then I went on to the next one. I did the same thing, and then someone standing next to me goes, oh, you're supposed to open that. There's only one of those five goes into the box. I was like, oh, okay. And so I opened up the shrink wrap, and I put one in the box instead of all five. So there were some Christian schools that were getting five answer keys when they only when they only ordered one my mistake. So then I started working um a little bit uh, closer uh, to the the entrance of or the start of the line there and those were the teachers books. The teachers books were also shrink wrapped. They came in a set of 2. And so what did I do? Well, I just learned that you open up the set of 5. So what did I do with the teachers books? I opened those up. And I put one in a box and then when the next order came, I put the other one in the box. I wasn't supposed to do that either. And so somebody caught it that was putting that last, sh- that last packing slip in the box right before it got sent out, and he goes, what, well, what are you doing? And I said, well, I opened them up, and I put one in this box and that box. He goes, no, those are a set. And so I've had jobs where they just said, okay, here you go, go and do it, and I was not prepared to do it. Now I've had another job where I was on the other side. I was on the training side. And so uh, one uh, department store that I worked w- worked for, um, we would, uh, there, there was a fitting room, and, and sometimes when, when people did, uh, did not, either the clothes didn't fit or they didn't like the style, they would leave those clothes with the fitting room. And so the fitting room had a rack, and there were two bars across, and they would hang up all of the, go, the go-backs, the clothes that should go back. And there was lots of paddles, area paddles, all over those racks that would cover the whole store. And so it was my job as part of the management group to, to go into a uh, check on their racks. And some of those new people that were thrown right into the fitting room, I would go and I would check their rack, and they had everything just like everywhere. And I would go and I'd say, you know, none of this is right. And they would say, well, I don't know where it's supposed to go. And I said, well, who trained you? And you know the response? Nobody trained me. They just said, here's the fitting room. And so I would take that opportunity to say, okay, let's walk around the store real quick, leave the fitting room. I want to show you why we put things on the rack that we have, or why we put the things on the rack the way that we do, and what all those paddles mean. It was a lot to take in at one time, and I let them know that. You're not going to get it on day one. But you know, just training them helped them. Now, there was another place, and actually the second distribution center that I worked at. And uh, this place, I had actually a buddy, all right? For like the whole day, I followed, I shadowed this person. They showed me everything that they were doing because I was gonna be doing the exact same thing that they did. And you know what? After day one, when, when I came to day two, I knew what I was doing because I just spent seven and a half hours, six and a half hours with someone doing it myself, them watching me, watching them do it, And I was successful in my job. Now, when it comes to discipleship, sometimes we see people get saved and then we just say, okay, go live the Christian life. And they go, I don't even know where to start. Well, read the Bible and pray. Where do I start in the Bible? Do I start in Genesis? Do I start somewhere else? How do I pray? What is prayer? And they have no idea. And we, in, in a way, we'd like throw them in the fitting room. And there's a lot of paddles here. You just got to figure it out. And really, the church should be a place where we come alongside. We have some, like, like some, some buddy partners here. And we encourage someone. We show someone, this is how you pray. This is why we do communion. This is how you r- study a Bible. This is how you share the gospel. This is why we give in the offering. This is why we sing to the Lord, because someone that is a new Christian won't know. They're really like a fish out of water. This, all this, is brand new to them. And so, this next year, that is our plan to be able to take these this idea and encourage people to grow in the Lord, and so really have some kind of buddy training going on. And so, we are reminded first of all here in verse. Uh, 18 that as we do this we are not by ourselves all right and so in our passage we are given one truth and one promise all right and so we should know as we watch into this next year with this theme of of becoming disciples and making disciples that there is a promise given to us by jesus and there's also a truth given that first truth is found in verse 18 And so notice that truth. Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. All right. The reason why we talk about discipleship, the reason why it should be important is because it is important to Christ and he's the one that ultimately has the authority. All right. Everything that happens in our life, he knows about. And in one way or another, He has either willed it to happen or allowed it to happen, which is very similar in the same way of saying he willed it to happen. And they're not for our, it's not to break us, but it's really to uh, build us up. And so when we think about this idea of discipleship, the very first thing that you should know is maybe you're sitting here, because I've talked to individuals and they said, yes, you know, that that idea of I was saved and then I, I was told just, kind of like do the Christian life and I didn't know what I was doing and but here I am today and I'm still growing in the Lord and praise the Lord and and that's because Jesus is with us God is with us ultimately he's the one that is changing our hearts discipleship is simply when someone comes alongside and encourages someone to grow in that in the Lord and so the very first thing is to know that that uh, God, that Jesus is the one that has the authority. He's truly the one that is changing hearts, our hearts, and hearts around us. That second thing, and is a promise, is given us in verse twenty, and says this: "And behold, I am with you always, to the end of the age." And so that is a promise uh, for us. And when is that end of the age done? Well, that is uh, when when Christ returns. That's when uh, the the um, uh, his kingdom is set up here on earth, and so uh, we are within this boundary, this age. And so uh, He promises uh, to to be with us. And so as we think about the disciple, this discipleship, uh, we remember that really all authority is His, and that He is with us as we make disciples and as we are being discipled ourselves. And so we are never alone we are never alone this brings us to another question what is a disciple all right what is a disciple oftentimes when we think about uh what a disciple is we think about the 12 disciples all right and so we think about peter james and john and Andrew, and so on. And, and when we think about disciples, we think about the 12 disciples, those people that followed and listened and saw the miracles that Jesus did. But actually, the word disciple is a more general word than just the 12 disciples. The word disciple is actually a follower of a teacher. And so we call ourselves Christians. Matter of fact, that was a name that was given to us Christians, but really what we are, are followers of Jesus Christ. And so we carry the name of Christians, followers of Jesus Christ. And so really, as we think about the word disciple, if you are a Christian, you are a disciple, a follower of Jesus Christ. That's the first thing that we should understand that this is not—we're not talking about uh, Peter, James, and John, and becoming them. Instead, we're just talking about following Jesus Christ. Sometimes in in churches, there are some uh, pastors and and some youth pastors and some uh, Christian leaders. They're really good. Uh, they're really good at uh, discipleship. There are some churches that that they have like a curriculum that's part of their church, and they've written their curriculum. And uh, it's it's uh, really great. I I had a youth pastor and um, he was a really great uh, youth pastor. He would uh, take me out and and, uh, get me some food and he would just disciple me and encourage me and ask me, hey, John, are you are you reading your Bible? Are you praying? What are you learning? And and there was some discipleship that was happening. And uh, I did that as as a youth pastor as well. And so I sometimes I would meet with teenagers on on a Saturday. Uh, sometimes I'd pick them up from school and we would go get a bite to eat. We would go to um, Applebee's and we would get the ha- price appetizers and a drink. And we would just sit across uh, the, the uh, table from each other and just talk and uh, encourage one another. And, you know, those were good times for me as a young man. And I think those were good times for the young men that I had an opportunity uh, to encourage. A matter of fact, uh, Jake has had some opportunities to preach uh, from the pulpit here. And uh, prior to uh, preaching from the pulpit, I've had the opportunity, the privilege, I should say, uh, to be able to talk to Jake and and to uh, help him and give him some points. Not that he needed any help because he's already uh, a great man of the word, but uh, just give him a little bit of uh, tweaks uh, just to encourage him. And that's really what we should be doing and as I look at our ministry, I think that we could do be, be doing a better job of discipleship. I think uh, for me as a pastor, for us as, as elders, us as pastors, for, for you as family, some of you have been Christians longer than I've been a Christian. Some of you have been Christians longer than I've been alive. And you guys have a lot to teach. You have a lot of real-life experiences. You've gone through a lot of trials in your life, and you've come out on the other side stronger because of it. And you know, some of these younger people here, they need that wisdom. And so some churches are really great about discipleship, and our church is doing discipleship, but i am glad that it is our theme for this year because i'm hoping that it being our theme that we will become stronger in it as a church and so uh building up each other so some of the things that i plan to cover well first of all we will be talking about um uh some of the things that christ taught obviously if we're going to be disciple of jesus christ We have to ask the question, well, what did Jesus Christ teach? And so we're going to be looking at several things that Jesus Christ uh, taught. Not everything, because that would take us more than a year uh, to cover everything that Jesus Christ taught um, in depth. But uh, we will be looking at that. But we'll also be looking at some practical lessons. All right. So we'll be talking about. Uh, We'll be covering prayer, why pray, how to pray. We'll be talking about church, why go to church, who should go to church. We'll be talking about giving, why do Christians give, how can I give to the church. We'll be even talking about how to study the Bible and have a personal time with God. And of course, we'll be exploring the topic of how do I become a disciple and how do I disciple others. Because I just said, well, some of you have some really great knowledge. And uh, we should be really encouraging uh, the next generation, but uh, maybe we just don't know how. And our church is in a really good position because we have lots of generations here. And so we have uh, some generations that, that maybe you are uh, great-grandparents, maybe you're grandparents. We have parents here, and then we also have young adults. We have teenagers, we have younger-than-teenagers, and so we have several generations in our church. And so we have a great opportunity uh, to really encourage one another in our spiritual growth. And so I'm hoping some of these practical lessons, as well as other things that we're going to do this next year, uh, will be an encouragement to you. Maybe even uh, after this next year, after we preach through some messages, as we consider some things, uh, maybe we'll put together a discipleship binder. And I actually have a discipleship binder in my office from another church and they were they they were a church that regularly saw people saved and they regularly discipled people. And so uh, they, they were telling me as I visited them, uh, you have to have a good discipleship ministry. Let me give you our material and then you can use our material to create something uh, for your own. And so uh, I would love to create a discipleship binder for our church, something that uh, someone could use and go through with someone that is recently saved or maybe you just never been discipled, and you say, "Yeah, you're right. I've been a Christian for a little while, and I don't even know why we give uh, in the offering plate. I don't. I, I pray, but I don't really. No one's really taught me how to pray. I don't really know how to pray. And so, um, some of those topics uh, will be uh, be good. Matter of fact, Timothy, uh, Paul told Timothy this, and so this is out of Second Timothy two two. He says this: What you have heard from me, that is what you have heard from me, Paul in the presence of many witnesses and trust the faithful men that is Timothy teach it to faithful men who will also be able to teach others also. And so really what we have here is four generations of disciples. And so while Paul had people that encouraged him, matter of fact Barnabas was one of those that encouraged Paul. Paul encouraged Timothy Paul encouraged Timothy to encourage faithful men, and then he encouraged those faithful men to teach others also. So there was four generations that Paul talks about here of discipleship. And may we get to a place here at Wilton Bible Church where we have many generations of disciples, where one disciple is discipled another, which in turn disciples another, which in turn goes and disciples another. And that is what Christ was talking about when he gave the Great Commission. Go and make disciples. Baptize them and teach them. So it wasn't just share the gospel. That's the start. The next step was to go alongside them and to encourage them. Of course, if you're not a Christian here today, you can make that decision. You can put your faith and trust In the Lord, and and we want you uh, to be a part of our theme for this year, becoming disciples, making disciples, growing in grace and knowledge. But truly, you cannot be a disciple of Jesus Christ if you're not a Christian. You can't call yourself a follower of Jesus Christ if you're not a follower of Jesus Christ. So that would be the very first thing that this next year, if you're not a Christian, that you really need to put your faith and trust in Christ and the work of the cross, he is exactly who he says he is. And so when he said he was the light of the world, he is. When he said he was the good shepherd, he is. When he, was, when he said he is the gate to the sheep, he is. When he said he is the true vine, he is. When he said he is the way, the truth, and the life, he is the way, the truth, and the life. When he talked about himself being God's gift to mankind, that is because he is. And so if you're not a Christian here, we want you to be a part of our theme for this next year. All right. So somehow you skipped by this one. Be my witnesses is plan our purpose. You have to be a Christian to really uh, be a witness for Jesus Christ. Um, although there are some people that share the gospel and they're not Christians. Uh, and really that's God changing hearts. Uh, But uh, be my witnesses, His plan, our purpose. That is a Christian theme. Our theme for this year, being a disciple. Again, that is something that you must. There, there has to be a prerequisite, and that is salvation. If you're a Christian here today, though, we want you to be a part of Wilton Bible Church. All right, you might be someone you attend and then you leave, and that's about it. And uh, we want you to be more more of a part of Wilton Bible Church. We want you to serve alongside the rest of the church. And so that might be through discipleship. It might be through uh, signing up for some type of fellowship. In the past, we've had Dinner Six, where you just get around and you talk with with other people and you encourage other people, you share a meal, and um, be a part of something like that and encourage those around you. Uh, we're thinking about, um, we're throwing around the idea of maybe doing like a, a, a group six activity and uh, sign up for a group six activity. And it could be like maybe your group decides to do board game night or maybe you guys go out to eat or maybe you go miniature golfing or maybe you go bowling or, or something where you just have some fellowship uh, with, with someone else or another family. And so we're throwing around some ideas of how we can create some discipleship uh, in our church, and so that's what I'm hoping. This is, I think, a good theme. I think it's a valid theme. I think it's a theme that Jesus Christ would want us to have, and I and it is one of the directives of Wilton Bible Church to encourage and disciple the next generation. And so, becoming disciples, making disciples, growing in grace and knowledge, make disciples of all nations from the Great Commission, found there in Matthew 28, verses 19 and 20. All right, let's go ahead and pray. Lord, we think about last year's uh, theme, and you gave us an opportunity really to explore uh, this idea of sharing the gospel and being uh, safe and secure in our salvation. You reminded us of the importance of the gospel. Well, Lord, we know that's just the beginning of what you've called the church to do. Yes, we are to share the gospel all around the world. But then we don't just launch Christians and, and let them figure out life on their own. Instead, really, we're supposed to come alongside them and encourage them. And that's one of the reasons why we've been given the local church. To edify the body of believers, to encourage one another. And so, Lord, we pray that you'll help Wilton Bible Church to be a place where new Christians can feel nurtured. Where mature Christians can grow and encourage new Christians. That really our church would be a place where we can become a disciple, a place where we can make disciples, that we can grow as disciples and followers of you. And so, Lord, I don't know how you're going to use the messages. I I have some ideas of messages, but who knows what you're going to put on, lay on my heart this next year. And so, Lord, I do pray that you would use this theme, again, to strengthen our relationship with you and strengthen our church as our desire is to bring you honor and glory. And so, Lord, again, thank you for Wilson Bible Church. Thank you for allowing us to be a shining light in our community. But within these four walls, Lord, help us to encourage and edify the believer in Jesus' name. Amen.